miss me Tryna tell you, baby, I just wanna take my team All the way to the top where we supposed to be Keep them haters way down underneath my feet Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just tryna feed my family Lord, keep me safe while I'm out here jam Reparations TV if, if that happens, I don't wanna be right but I'm prophesizing if a brother kills a white person in the line of duty and it becomes high profile like Eric Garner or Freddie Gray or Philando Castile or Dante Smith, it becomes like any of those Dante Wright, excuse me. If it becomes like any of those cases, we're going to see crazy numbers thrown at that brother and he probably not going to get off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just is what it is. One thing we got to understand as black people is we are a minority in this country right. and we were brought here to work essentially for free and now it not even essentially for free for free now that we're out here making money building our own lives and becoming productive parts of society they're going to be a strong contingent of people that don't like that and would rather see us in the conditions that we came in this country a lot of people whether they like to admit it or not, make America great again and all stuff like that. That's what that means is make America white again and let's put these black people back in that place. It's always this thing about um, your uppity and being out of your place. Everything is just so coded now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same language, but it's a different script, you know, out of the same playbook, though. It's essentially to keep us down. And what policing in this country... It began as overseers. Literally, the first cops were catching slaves that ran away from the plantation in this country. And being an officer seems like it's not that much different. If you look at the prisons, black people make up over 45 percent of the prison population in this country, but make up 12 to 13 percent of right. the overall population, which means we're four to five times more likely to be in prison than a white person during the course of their life. I can't even name a black person I know that came up with me that wasn't arrested unless they were living a squeaky clean life. You got brothers arrested just for being in the wrong place at the wrong time mm -hmm. right. in a city like Baltimore, you know, and this happens in Philadelphia, this happens in Minneapolis, this happens in Chicago, in Los Angeles, in New York City, even in small towns that you've never heard of. So one thing that I would like to see is more accountability. We got to be able to hold ourselves accountable and not put ourselves in dangerous predicaments because mm -hmm. some of these things are our own fault. I'm not saying that anybody's death is on their own hands. But some can be avoided. But some of that stuff, mm -hmm. it's like, don't do certain things right. that are going to lead to you potentially being murdered by the police. Right. You know? Right. I don't argue with police officers, personally. Right. I'm not going to argue with you because I know you have the ability to shoot me in the head and That's I'll right. be dead and nobody going to do nothing about mm -hmm. it but march. Yeah. How many times we go and march in protest before we start changing our behavior? I'm not saying that any of this is justified, right. but it's like Matt said earlier, we all trying to make it home at the end of the night. Whether you got kids, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, companions, everybody wants to make it home at the end of the night to see the next day and 
to progress in their own life. And you got people 19, 20 years old being murdered over simple misunderstandings. And yeah, if they were white, they might not have to get murdered or they might not have been murdered in that situation. But mm -hmm. the whole thing about the talk that every father is supposed to have with his son when he's like 12, 13. White people don't have to have that same talk with their son at 12, 13 years old because they're not targeted the same way. And when your skin color is a weapon, they don't fear a gun. They don't fear a knife. They don't fear anything but you being a black man at the wrong place at the wrong time. That's right. And you know what, man? Um, it's crazy because... It's funny you, you mentioned the, the slogan, uh, make America great again, which really does, as you say, really mean make America white again. Um, because those that like to see this, the type of things happen to us, like us being killed and things like that, um, of course they want to see you back in a subservient role. I mean, that's what it's all really about. Because the fact of the matter is, if it wasn't, it wouldn't be about authority. You see what I'm saying? They want to have the authority to tell you to jump and you say how high. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's what it's all because it was it started off like that. And when they say make America great again, that's exactly what they're thinking in their mind as far as I'm concerned. But speaking of slogans, right, the second question I wanted to ask you, Matt, mm -hmm. is um, when when we had briefly mentioned the, the, the insurrection on January the 6th, right. you know, sadly, an officer... Uh, was killed in a line of duty. Right. But one thing that I never remember hearing, and I mentioned this in an earlier episode, A.D., that I never heard the the phrase Blue Lives Matter mm. ever applied in that situation. Mm -hmm. But whenever, you know, we come across the situations like the Dante Wright and the, and the Philando mm. Castile and the Eric Garner, we always hear the Blue Lives Matter, which, you know, let's keep it real, family. You know, Blue Lives Matter as a phrase only exists because the phrase black lives matter exists. That's just the truth. You never heard anything about blue lives matter until you started hearing black lives matter. So really it's meant to either nullify or neutralize the power of the phrase, the phrase black lives matter. But, you know, I, I think to myself, what does blue lives matter even really mean? You know what I'm saying? Because I've never heard of a blue life. No one wakes up a police officer or, or you know, or I would say born a police officer. Right. Uh, rather, it's a profession that you True. choose to have and that you can choose to exit at any time. No right. one's forcing you or putting a gun to your head. Just like you said, right. it's certain individuals that really don't need to be there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just like when we talked about fear for my life. So um, it, I just, you know, earlier this morning when I was driving to work, <clears throat> I was listening to WHUR radio. And they were talking about on a Steve Harvey morning show, talking about how, you know, these individuals that that keep saying blue lives matter. It's almost like a mentality of it being like us versus them. You know what I'm saying? Like blue lives matter and it's us against the world mm -hmm. type of situation. Right. So, you know, as a as an ex officer, right. what 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 is your opinion on the phrase blue lives matter as a whole? Like, what's your take on that when people say that? Well, you have these uh, you have a lot of. So-called patriots. I mean, they, they. If it's anything that got to be pro-black, a lot of them just not gonna be for it. Um, you know, just one case in point is, right now you hearing the slogan with all this hate stuff going around. You hearing the slogan, um, "Stop Asian, Asian hate." Stop yeah. Asian, right? Mm -hmm. I said, um, so I said we change that to stop, stop black all hate. hate. Right. You you ever heard stop all hate? No, they're not. They're not gonna do that. You're not gonna hear. I said the problem was black. 
Right. You know, if yeah, you say Blue Lives Matter as opposed to Black Lives Matter, the problem is is the word black. So right? if it was Asian Lives Matter, you wouldn't have it, heard it, it, it all would, lives matter. It, right, exactly. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have had all that. It's the problem with the black. black folks standing behind each other, support each other. That's that's the issue. Right. Um but as far as blue lines, um, you know, thin blue line, you know, blue mm-hmm. lives matter. Um, as an officer, man, I ain't gonna lie, sometimes when when crap really hits the fan and you out there on them lines, like, you know, let's say the Freddie Gray Ross or something. Um You was out there for that? I was there. I was um I was actually in working inside the time. Mm-hmm. And you have people out there, you're going out there, they don't care where they throw a bottle at. They don't care who they spit on. Who they hit. They look like me. I ain't never do nothing in my career. I ain't never hurt nobody. I ain't abused nobody. So you kind of get a little defensive, right? So it kind of, you know, at times like that, it kind of seems like, you are like a race. us versus them mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, we used to try to stand together. You coming at me, I didn't do nothing. But you got to understand at the same time their perspective. Like, Y'all had to protect ex- property. Right, 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 right. We got And I guess the safety, but right, mainly, right. The, mainly the property right. in my so, 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 you know, we try, we, try, we try to do our jobs, but we try to make sure people are safe. But, you know, sometimes you have that mentality. When, when, whenever people keep, you know, coming at you or say, oh, you know, you black, why would you dare be a cop? You know, I'm like, what you want, all white cops? You want, you want all white cops out here? That's what you want? You know, I go you don't really want that. Of, uh, you don't want that. You you gonna keep on playing. You gonna get what you ask for. You know, so you know you sometimes do fall in that into that mentality. Sometimes cop sometimes can come you know come with the territory just because of the things that you're facing every single day, and it seems like so many times that people are going against you because of your uniform. Now you take it off, you like everybody else. People ain't always a cop. Mm-hmm. Sure, nobody ever thought I was a cop until you put the uniform on. Yeah, you put the fed on, on with the hoodie. Yeah, no they don't know. Yeah, nobody don't know. <laughs> you know how many times people all try, try to sell me drugs on beauty? <laughs> nobody thought I was a cop. You know, so. So they saw that uniform. Yeah, it's all the uniform. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, so sometimes you do get that mentality. Um, it, it's it's not, it's, I wouldn't say it's prevalent. We all in there, you know, hey, you know, us. We're going to take everybody out and all that. No, 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 no. This is definitely a different time. So it's not I, like I, the military. They, no. That's how they are. In the, no, like no, no. The Marines, I guess. Right, like us right. versus them. That's right. what it really and, is. And you know, it's right. not all, but most cops are good people. You know, we choose that profession. Most cops, most, choose that profession because that's what we we love. That's what we want to do something good out here. I know I went out here thinking, I'm like, hey, I want to be like Captain America out here. Mm-hmm. I want to do something for my people. And I know, like most majority of my officers, I know white, black, Hispanic, uh, Indian or whatever, the good people, mm-hmm. good people. But you gonna have them bad seeds, and them bad seeds a lot of times are able to wreak havoc and so much of it because they get numbers, whatever the case may be. Is it, it, they run amok? And when and you say this, bit. when you say this bad seed thing, it got me thinking to a point. I know you wanted to ask this question, Solomon, but as long as we ask it, I feel like it's cool. Go ahead and do your thing. This um. <laughs> This blue wall of silence thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. We hear a lot about that. Obviously, as civilians, we have an idea of what it means, but we don't know the ins and outs of all of that. And right. then there's like um, a few bad apples mm. is a phrase that you had, a phrase that you actually just spoke. Mm. Um, is there really this blue wall of silence that we hear about? Mm-hmm. And if it is just a few bad apples, why aren't the good apples doing what they can do to eradicate the bad apples? All right. So, 
to blue blue water signs. I, I done heard that so many times. That's like I'm um, saying there's a quota. There's a took a quota. Yeah, it's a quota. There's a quota out here. Uh, it's a quota. First I heard off, that there's too. no quota. Ain't no such thing. There's no quota. We don't care. You know, ain't end of the month. Oh, they gotta get that quota. No, we don't. There's no quota. All right, uh, that's dead. Because I, I didn't. I could have sworn it was a quota. No, no, heck no. And I know many of us like me. We ain't arrested. Nothing. All right, <laughs> no. Leave it. Leave us alone. But um, yeah. As far as the blue wall of silence, um, you have officers that speak up, and I know it's one one officer specifically that spoke up, and there's a lot of things that happened to him. But you have officers that speak up, or you have officers that shy away from them, the, the the knucklehead quote unquote officers, but those. A lot of times, those officers who are doing the stuff, like I said, a lot of times, those are your go-getters. They they, they walk that gray line or on that black side of the line, like the you know the GTTF guys that just got caught by the feds not too long ago. They walk that line a lot of times. They have tons of IED numbers or internal affairs, internal affairs numbers. But because they produce for the higher-ups, they bring the guns, they bring the drugs, they get the bad guys off the street, however they do that, illegally or illegally. Mm-hmm. Then they get shot over, they get looked past. So, you know, you keep complaining, complaining, complaining. They got they got IED files stacked to the ceiling. Well, you're compl- you're, you what are you doing, officer? Are you getting as many guns as this guy? No? All right, then shut up and sit down. We don't really, you know, we're not gonna really care about what you're saying. Okay, we'll we'll take a note. Okay, I'll look into it. They looking they not gonna do it. They're yeah. not gonna admit it. They not gonna admit it. I said I'm retired, I'm gonna say what I want. So they it's not the, gonna it's admit a, it. It's the numbers game. It's, it's a, a numbers game a lot of time. They're gonna look past it. And especially if uh, the complexion, yeah, the complexion <laughs> for the protection, right? You right, know, what I mean, you right. definitely got another leg up. Yeah, you know, like um, Kim Potter, um, the lady that murdered. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking of trying to think of a different word, but I can't think mm-hmm. of That's a different right word, word for that. Right, right, right. The lady, the office, former officer at this point, because she was terminated, I believe, or she resigned. Yeah, um, she was, tomato, she, she, tomato. She was arrested. Um, today. She was she arrested. Was arrested. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's a former officer at this mm-hmm. point. Yep. She was once the union head right. of Brooklyn Center, correct. if I'm correct. Correct. So that means that she was pretty much in a position of authority over the authority. Yeah. And she's the one that commits this all. That leads us to believe, like, can we trust policing as it, it is currently constituted in America? Or, you you know, we keep hearing this defund the police, another phrase we're going to use, right? Mm-hmm. Or should we be looking for some measures to reallocate funds, defund the police, find maybe some mental health professionals that can perform certain duties instead of 911 going straight to a police in every instance? Because that's really what I want to know. Like, is policing working optimally right now? Is this the best uh, we can get? Or not even. Not even. Can close. we do something different? Not even close. Um, when I like I said, when I started my career as an officer, I was it was 08. I became an officer, and we had about mm, maybe 35, 3,400 something officers, 3,300 officers. Now we're probably about 22, 23. So, you know, they get on TV, oh, we, we're short 500 officers. Bullcrap. Y'all are short a lot more than that. And we are, we show it. You got officers, you know, you got a couple couple officers here, a couple officers there. We don't, we nowhere near full strength. We nowhere near full strength, and, and the crime numbers are showing it. Um, we're not at optimal um, capacity. You know, officers a lot of times are drained. You know, working multiple shifts. It's crazy. And, you know, people holler defund police. Don't do that. Don't do that. Now, now, do we need to 
to, to find other um, things we can cut down a little bit. Yeah. And, and allocate stuff to programs to help these folks get themselves together to stop them from, from becoming criminals. Absolutely. We need to do that. But y'all stopped the rec centers how many years ago? Shut mm-hmm. them down. Shut y'all down y'all the not doing anything out here to help. Not putting any money in the school. No, man. y'all not y'all not y'all not y'all not doing stuff to keep these kids off these streets like that. Y'all 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 say y'all are, but wait, I don't see the results of it. It's kind of set up that way. You know, so it's a continuous cycle. So, you know, defunding police, like I said, you, you know, recently Baltimore City they were um, they had laws come down with though they're trying to say not only Boston across the country they're going to end up doing it, but they're changing what they're calling the LEOBR or Law Enforcement Officers Bill of Rights, um, and this kind of opened the doors for officers to get sued and or if something happened get immediately charged. They don't have the same protections as we had before. Mm-hmm. And that right there is going to make officers really be like, oh, heck no. I'm not doing nothing. Yeah, this person get pissed, and I yell, and it don't look right. I'm getting sued. I'm losing my job. People are not going to want to be cops. Is that like the qualified immunity, pretty much? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because I hear a lot of talk about we got to get rid of qualified immunity. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. essentially, what I believe qualified immunity to be is it's more difficult um to bring charges or lawsuits against a member of government or a high-ranking official, whether it be a police officer, a judge, um, somebody that works with the district attorney's office, mm-hmm. FBI, CIA, mm-hmm. like people in those positions, it's a lot harder to bring charges and lawsuits against them. So there's a lot of people on social media specifically screaming to end qualified immunity altogether. Do you feel like people are just too irrational in their thoughts and a little bit too reactionary when they see people murdered at an alarming rate in instances where maybe they shouldn't have been murdered or are we not really thinking about what a viable solution is and just jumping to conclusions about what will work or do you feel like people are kind of justified in thinking some of these things that they say I mean some some things I think you just can't help I mean some things are just as plain as I can see like seeing people get gunned down that shouldn't have been gunned down. Like you can't, you can't tell people how to react to that. Like you got to do something about that. Right. You got to do something about that. Things are gonna have to change. Um, but at the same time, you have to be very strategic. You can't jump the gun too quick, cause you're gonna shoot yourself in the foot. Oh, let's defund all the police departments. What? Okay. Well, then who's gonna do that job? You need police officers. Unfortunately, we don't live in a crime-free world, right? You you're gonna need officers out here. And if you don't have anybody to do the job, every all, every police department I know in Maryland is hiring. Howard County, Baltimore City, Baltimore County, because people not not coming. And and when when crime run, crime is running rapid, rampant, who are you gonna come to? Who are you gonna call? Right now, I, you know you can call nine one one. You might not get an answer. You might wait an hour for a call. You know, we're short, and it's gonna continue to to. To go that way, it's a battle of attrition. And you jump with a gun, you're taking more away from officers. You're taking, you hurt morale this way. You hurt morale that way. They can't get days off. You know, you're getting sued. You touch them, you got you to gotta write on it. You know, it's like, it's it's nowhere near the same what it used to be back in the day. At least not, definitely not when I was on. And, you know, definitely not past that. Well, you know, I feel like the thing that's changed the most is just the, the access to the video footage. That's, that's you know, because people were getting their ass whipped 
um, excuse my language, <laughs> for years and years. Right. And a lot of it just wasn't caught on camera. Every cop didn't have police body cams. Right, right, But then right, right. things happen, and these things become legislated to where, all right, in this police district, you have to wear it. And now it's, like, really in every district that they had to wear them, right? It was only, like, in several cities at yeah, one point. Yeah, right, true. But that's what happens. It starts in, like, one or two right. places, and then it's widespread throughout the country. Mm-hmm. So I feel like what we really have is more access to the video footage of these things that are happening between officers and civilians. Not that it's changed all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm happy that we see the footage. Mm-hmm. But then I see both sides of it. A lot of this stuff is traumatic. Mm-hmm. You're watching these things over and over again. You're making yourself angry. And, you know, what can you really do about it? Um, that's one question I, I, I really have. Like, you know, we've been marching for a long time. You know, Martin Luther King was marching 50, 60 years ago, not just about police brutality, but about the mistreatment of our people and for civil rights. People have been doing this for decades and decades. When are people going to start marching and start acting? And I'm not saying I know what the right action is. I don't know. Right. If I knew, I'd be a billionaire right now, <laughs> you know, because there's a lot of people that want to get in there and solve this problem. But it just comes down to this fundamental question. If this is the best that we can do, do we even really want to be a part of this society? If this is the best we can do? Because I'm just not resigned to the fact that this is the very best policing can be. This is the very best relationships between white and black people can be in this country. I'm not going to give up on us finding a way to live in harmony or live apart. Mm -hmm. Whatever one is going to work best for my people and their people, or if we're going to unite as one people. Um, but one thing I do have to say is, you know, America has a jaded history when it comes to race, racial relations, and it trickles down to every aspect of society. Policing, law enforcement, the criminal justice system, those are three things, but all part of the same coin, essentially. The medical system, see how blacks are disproportionately affected by certain things every aspect of society is impacted by race relations and you know we as black people we got to really step up and make the most out of our lives individually because collectively we're only as strong as the weakest link that's right that's right i agree um and you know to that note um i would say this because it's been a very long time. It's funny because you mentioned, you know, the origin of the officer. You know, you said that in essence, it really started with an overseer. And if you really think about it, you know, this has been going on for so long. Um, you know, there's a saying that says that the definition of insanity is um, applying the same action and expecting a different result. I feel like, you know, it has been decades upon centuries of us um, not even talking about advancing ourselves in a, a technological aspect, just as, you know, as far as, as African-Americans trying to obtain basic human rights and basic human decency, which, in my opinion, is owed to you at birth. Right. You know, I don't believe there's any one human being greater than another mm-hmm. in this world. I don't care what anybody thinks. Right. 
I don't go out on these streets thinking I'm more of a man than any other man. You know, I just have enough respect for myself to say I'm no lesser of a man than any other man. Correct. And, you know, for us to, to have been in this society for so long and, you know, we're in 2021 now of the Gregorian calendar and we're still going through these trials and tribulations. I feel like in some ways fruitlessly to try to get the totality of everybody to, um, in essence, see us as human beings and not three-fifths of a man as we were once counted, akin right. to cattle. Now, that's not to say that we haven't made some progress, because I believe that we have. Um, however, nothing's ever going to be perfect. And unfortunately, I feel that we don't really live in a society right now yet, and I don't think it's coming anytime soon in which even though we're, we're accepting the differences between each other more and more, that we'll live in a completely just society. In other words, you know, we'll have not just equality, but equity in so many different ways. And in and, and, and the case that we're talking about today, we're talking about as far as justice in the case of a death or being policed. And I just say that to say that... Um, when we talk about what can we do in a situation like that, it almost seems hopeless. And I've heard different people give different ideas about what they think can be done. Um, I heard um, Dick Gregory say at one point in time, as far as going with uh, talking about the police officers, that every police officer should be required to have their own insurance. Mm -hmm. Because if they had their own insurance, they would think twice you know, before doing something like fearing for the, you know, like a fear for my life type of situation or something, Brad, just like you were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. man. Um, but it's like, man, you know, I know I'm personally coming to the point and I know that a lot of other individuals are coming to the point where, you know, we would like to see a harmonious environment. I know <clears> for <throat> sure I would love to see that. But if that is not obtainable, then you have to start looking at other options. If we cannot live in peace, you know, then maybe something like separation may have to happen in order for us to respect each other a little bit more. Because it's just like when you go to the zoo, not to compare human beings to animals, but if you put a lion in a cage with a gorilla, that's right? war. That's war, right? Because a lion wants to establish his own territory. A gorilla wants to establish his own territory. And when you put them together, if they cannot live harmoniously in peace, you know, then they're going to tear each other apart until somebody's on top. Right. And if you look at the history of this world, it seems like, especially for the last, let's say, you know, some thousands of years, it's been like that. You know, where we, we're, we're in a society together as, as different types of people, but until there's a clear victor and a clear dominant uh, so-called race or so-called members of society, there's continuous war and there's continuous bloodshed. Yeah, and um, we, we've been victimized too long. I'm tired of looking at black men and black women as victims in this society. You know, I've seen a lot of eye-for-an-eye stuff recently. And I'm not saying that's the right approach, but I'm willing to explore all options. It's just like you said, Solomon, about insanity. We're doing the same things over and over again, and we're expecting different results, you know, Black man gets murdered at the hands of a white police officer. This is the story, right? 
there's a trial. They get charged with something less than they should have been charged with to begin with. And then it either gets thrown out or they do minimal jail time or they maybe lose their job, can reapply somewhere else. We go out, we hit the streets, we ride, we burn down stores in our own neighborhoods. That happens for a week or two. Then we go back to our regular lives and it's right back to what Saweetie and Quavo did. You know, it's right back to what's going on in secular entertainment again. And we're so distracted by just anything, you know, at this point. Anything that has to do with entertainment. We're not even really focused on these things until somebody gets murdered. But then we lose focus again. Right. Once that case is over, it's like it never even happened. Everything just goes back to normal. But it's a powder keg. We just keep lighting it up for it to blow up. And then eventually it subsides and it goes back down. We got to be a lot more than angry if we expect real change to happen. Right. Real change, I feel like, is going to happen on an economic level. I agree. Until the black man and the black woman have the economic power of the white man and the white woman, we're going to continue to see these things play out in society the way that they do. Mm -hmm. Because everything comes down to money. Even... You know, this whole thing about a quota or lack thereof. People are believing in a quota because they know that capitalism drives all of these professions, all That's of these true. industries. That's, That's why they believe there's a quota. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, end of the month, I might be more likely to get pulled over because of that quota, even though, you know, Matt said it's not real. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was real for years because I felt like on the 27th, 28th, <laughs> I was always getting pulled over by somebody, right. you know. But long story short, I think that we do have to find a way to either live in harmony or to separate. And I don't know what the right solution is, but I feel like everybody with a sound mind that's black should be thinking about this constantly. Right. If you're not thinking about our people and what you can do to benefit our people, then you're really doing yourself and all of us a disservice. You know, we need everybody with ideas and ideals. To bring those to the table, nobody's too too um, unimportant, nobody's too important to be doing this because we can't keep going through the same thing and expect it to be good for our collective mental health. Right. We gotta we gotta see a change, and we gotta make a change right now. We can't wait for the next generation. You know, I got nieces and nephews. I want to see them be able to live a productive life. I don't want to have to worry about them getting in a car and because somebody thinks it's too fancy, they pull them over for driving while black and then potentially murder them. And then I'm on a podium screaming like somebody else's aunt or uncle or brother talking about they killed my baby. That's what people doing out here. And what are they getting? A settlement. Money. That in all actuality is not anything in comparison to the human life that was lost. I don't care how old George Floyd was or what underlying conditions he had. That brother could have lived to be 75, 80 years old. He died at, what, 45, 46? Mm -hmm. We don't know how long he was going to live. That young man, Dante Wright, 20 years old, man. He wasn't even old enough to drink. He had a whole lot of life left. two-year-old daughter. Right. My bad, two-year-old son. That's never going to get to play basketball with his dad. Right. Never even going to have his dad teach him how to ride that bike. Just think about that trauma. You know, having to grow up without your dad and not because he didn't want to be there, but because he was killed at the hands of the police. 
and not even just the police. We killing our own as well. You know? Mm-hmm. Killing our own. And what are we doing to better our surroundings? What are we doing to better our situation? We not doing enough. You know, we gotta help, we gotta hold ourselves accountable. Cause we're so quick to hold police officers accountable. We so quick to hold the government accountable. But what about us? We gotta take a look in the mirror and realize some of the decisions we making are terrible decisions. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So, um, yeah, I know we uh <laughs> way short on time at this point um i mean the conversation just can keep going on and on because the events keep going on and on mm-hmm. and the more things that happen the longer that conversation is going to stay open until like i said you know the litter that can busts open right. and we don't want to find out or we don't want to have to find out what's going to happen when the litter that can bust open because like i said you put a lion and a gorilla in the cage at some point in time, you know, stuff is going to hit the fan and somebody's going to come out, mm-hmm. you know, as the established um, dominant in that. And it may result in death, you know. So we don't want to get to that point. But, um, you know, if, just like you say, if you back a lion into a corner, man, you know, it's gonna, he's going to claw at you. It, there can't be too much more of this before the lid of that can busts open. You know, and I'm not saying that because I want anything bad to happen. But typically, large changes in our society don't happen until lids of can get bust open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a saying that says that um, when it talked about dissatisfaction, it says that uh, 100% dissatisfaction will produce a 100% change. And if you look at our history, it seems like every time there was 100% dissatisfaction, there was a huge change that happened. It doesn't matter what side of the dissatisfaction you're on. You could be for it or against it. But when everyone's dissatisfied, something happens to change that. Mm-hmm. And that being said, um, <laughs> we're going to have to close this out because, um, like I said, the conversation can keep going. Um, and I just want to extend my appreciation um, to you, Matt, for coming out. Absolutely, and, anytime. And, yeah, know, thank anytime. you, bro. One hundred percent. I enjoy um, being here. Thank y'all. Yeah, thank you, brother. Because you know, it, it it helps to hear the perspective of someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Because as civilians, we can speculate all day long, but we're not in your shoes. We didn't choose this profession. This is something that you chose, um, and you know, we can't necessarily see all angles unless we hear it from the horse's mouth, so right. to speak. Right. So we need more people like you don't matter what race you are, mm-hmm. to come and speak out and speak their truth. Right. You see what I'm saying? To help us, number one, understand the laws. Like, for example, you said in 1977, mm-hmm. clause you must exit your vehicle. Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of that. Yep. I see the YouTube videos all the time of, I mean, a lot of times it is a, um, a Caucasian, but they'll stay in their vehicle and they'll put a little piece of paper up saying, um, read this paper, I don't have to get out of my car and things like that. Right. Black folk don't try that at don't home. That. No, you know. <laughs> don't do but that. these are the That's kind of negative. things that I'm seeing. So I'm I'm thinking from from just looking at YouTube. Oh, this person understands the law. When in all actuality, that might not necessarily be true. Yeah, it just might be because of the fact that they have that type of privilege, you know what I'm saying, that they can get away with things like that. But that's not the world that I live in, and that's not the world that you live in, and that's not the world that you live in. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? We live in a different world where we may not be able to get away with that. Right. Most yeah. likely we won't be able to. It's a different world than where you come from. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. 
So that means, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, we, no Kadeem Hardison. That's right. right. So yeah, we appreciate you offering your perspective Absolutely. and um, you know, talk, you know, answering the easy questions and the hard questions yeah, because it's a conversation that just it needs to continue yeah. until there is that 100% change. So yeah, bro. And we hope to have you back on again. Mm-hmm. Definitely, bro. You brought a lot to this conversation. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot longer than we thought we would talk, but when it's flowing, sometimes we got to keep going with it, you know? Now, I want everybody out there that's listening to us to look us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, anywhere you get your podcast. All you got to do is search for Reparations TV in the search bar. Find us on YouTube as well. All of our episodes are up, so you get that clean video mm-hmm. shot by our boy Melakai. Shouts out to Melakai. You know, look for us on YouTube, Reparations Brand, Reparations TV. All of our episodes are up there as well. Follow us on Instagram at Reparations Brand, on Twitter at Reparations BR. And also, hit us up on the Patreon. Tell them what the Patreon is, Solomon. I, I forget that joint sometimes. Patreon.com slash Reparations Brand. And any inquiries um, dealing with the content that we display specifically on the podcast, please send us an email at tv at reparationsbrand.com. We would love to hear from our audience. And as always, we appreciate your viewership and sharing what you all think because this is not a, a two-opinion show. We're sharing it with the whole world, and we want to know all of you all's opinion. And it's important to get everyone's opinion, black, white, Japanese, or whatever, because it's a... It, the way that this society is run affects all of us. So we want to know what you all think. Please send us your emails, inquiries. Okay, and I also, um, one more thing I want to say. Rest in peace to DMX, the Dark Man Rest X. Dark man. Rest Rest the dog, man. What? <laughs> Come on. Rest in peace, man. Just a, a, a legend, bro. And, you know, we missing him down here. But one thing he said, his music is going to live on. So you never truly die when you leave a legacy and that's what we all would like to do is is leave a legacy so Absolutely. a job well done on a life well lived Absolutely. we about to get up out of here it's your boy AD and this is Solomon and you're watching Reparations, Reparations TV, TV. Cheers. Cheers.